Right on radio. Right on radio. And welcome back to Right on Radio. This is a very exciting podcast. We had a scheduling change first thing this morning, and that allowed us to do a show that I wanted to do for quite some time, but this timing was spectacular because there is a new communication. What am I talking about and why is the show powerful? It's powerful because I'm talking about one of the most powerful people in the world that very few people know. In fact, some people claim she is the most powerful person in the world. I cannot confirm that, but there's some really interesting things to be found out. And this person, she makes a communication directly to the Patriots in the United States. Now, which Patriots is she talking to is the first question that gets answered in this. But also, is her communication really comms? Well, we decode, and I rely so much on Jesse, as always, to decode some of this stuff and some of the things that come out and the layers that pop out in this particular episode about this subject are extremely relevant to today because this letter that she wrote to the Patriots was post-election. And it almost reads that it's a love letter, but is it? Tune in and find out, because this is going to blow your mind. Right on, right on, right on. And welcome back to Right On Radio. This is a special Friday night edition of the broadcast. And because it's Friday night... And the election is driving everybody wild these days. There's speculation. Is Durham coming out? Is AG Barr going to prosecute? Does Do they have enough votes to flip it? And there's so much conjecture on both sides of the aisle. Jesse and I thought we would give you a break from it. And we're going to pull up something really impromptu. This was a last-minute change in our programming schedule today. But this is something that has been on my heart to bring out for a little while. And I think you're going to find it fascinating. Before I bring on my illustrious co-host, I just want to introduce the subject. And I'm going to introduce it with a quote from the subject of this broadcast and it is i quote i pull the strings and the elite dance the quote is by somerset belanoff countess of banbury and iran she claims to be at the head of the world governing council which is very interesting because Jesse has some perspective on the hierarchy. Now, we're not saying she is not. We're not saying she is. We're just saying there is a perspective. So just as we get into this very interesting broadcast, please remember 
that your way of taking action in this fight for the light is really, it is an informational warfare. Your neighbors, your friends, your social uh, contacts, many have been asleep and we need to wake them up. One of the ways you do that is with your actions and your actions could include liking this broadcast so the tech tyrants, you know, it'll bypass their algorithms a little bit. Subscribe to this so you get notifications of when we have a new broadcast. As you've seen, we're putting out some pretty high level stuff because you people are going to be the next ones to shepherd the sheeple into the great awakening. And lastly, share, share, share. Don't be afraid to share this in different platforms, not just the platform that you got it on. Share it in multiple platforms if you can. Part of the reason we're doing audio only at this time, we will be going to video, but part of the reason we're doing audio only is because we fly under the radar with censorship, but we're not flying under the radar in listenership. We have crossed over 30,000 listeners, which is absolutely phenomenal for an audio-only podcast at this time with no marketing or anything. So thanks to you, good patron and good listener. With love in our hearts, we are thankful and we pray for you as well. So let me continue. First of all, introduce myself. My name is Jeff and I am a shepherd of the sheeple, just as we want to help you become that for your neighbors. And I'm joined, I'll use the same introduction as I did yesterday because we got a great reaction. She is the former mother of darkness elect. <laughs> Her name. I like the emphasis on elect. <laughs> yes, elect. <laughs> Just because of the timing of today. Everyone is president or something elect, but she was actually chosen for a very, very ultimately high position in the cabal. But she was saved and she walked away. She is none other than Jesse Zaboder. Good morning, Jesse. Good morning, Jeff. <laughs> Jesse, this is a fascinating topic and no one will be able to give the perspective that you do on this just before we get into it and i'm and what i want to start out with jesse is just some fast facts about who she is you know by these researchers who have you know followed every post she's done every uh you know her when she was a socialite back in the 70s and stuff like that uh, she really, you know, has been out there, but there's only one known photo of her in, in existence right now. This person is definitely up there and wait till you hear some of the stuff that she has done and the things that, you know, have revolved around her. This is an absolutely incredible uh, bit of information. We're not going to go through it word for word but we are going to do a decode because she just sent out a message. And if she is one of the puppet masters in the world, maybe we should listen. So let me start out with some fun facts about her. Somerset Belanoff, Countess of Banbury and Iran, chairs 
the World Governing Council and is the chief executive officer of the World Security Office, which is the prosecutional and enforcement arm of the House of Wettin's upper chamber. This is the powerful cabal that controls, as it says here, all of the elite Illuminati groups familiar to researchers. Jesse, I know you want to make a comment right there. Yeah, so if, if we break that down, I've talked about um, the elite structure of the system. So the World Governing Council is another name for the Satanic or Druidic Council. And um, the upper chambers would mean there's different um, groups within that council. So you've got the, you know, the whole group is usually made up of 300 people, but they're rotating seats. So you could have, you know, anywhere from two to five people representing each of those 300 seats. So you can have quite a bit of people involved in this. Um, and the upper chambers then would be, you know, the groups would be broken down where you've got the Council of 21, the Council of 13, and the Council of 9. Um, so the 9 and 13 and 21 would be considered upper chamber councils. So they're the ones who the final decisions are going to come through them. Um, so that's what that means. But Wow. So that... You know, ladies and gentlemen, to get this perspective from Jesse, uh, like who else has this in intimate knowledge? Very, very few people, unless you're actually involved. She's on the good side. She claims the Lord Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. And by the way, this person we're reading about, Somerset Belanoff, she's trying to come off as maybe a person of light perhaps she switched who knows so let me i'm going to make one more point and i know jesse's going to comment on this and then i'll just blast through a few different points and uh just to speed up the podcast because there's so there's too much information to go through it all today we'd have to do two or three broadcasts and perhaps we will but let me read this one she is the registered owner of the bohemian grove domain and is the likely owner of the actual property where Bohemian Grove is located. Why is that important, Jesse? Uh, that's highly important. That's uh, one of the ritual grounds where um, all of our presidents and major politicians meet to do ritual sacrifices. Oh, can I jump in right there just real quick? <laughs> and some church leaders. That's very true. Yes, a lot of the upper escalon meet there uh, to do their rituals, and um, it, it has been documented with picture proof that they have a statue of Moloch, and um, so that's where a lot of rituals happen. Okay, next fun fact. These are fun facts, by the way. Here's a quote from Vladimir Putin. He has said... The Countess of Banbury and Arans, both the most beautiful woman and the most terrifying person he has ever met. That's quite a statement. Because <laughs> he's a pretty scary dude himself. That's a big statement. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, does, doesn't he wrestle bears and, you know, ride lines with his shirt off? <laughs> I mean, uh, and he's, he rules with an iron thumb, too. So for him to have somebody that he's terrified of. Yeah. And, and just, and just real quick, Jesse, what is the House of Wetton for people who don't know? Well, it's, it's connected to the British royal line. Um, you have several different royal lines that make up the House of Wetton, but uh, we would know, you know, Queen Elizabeth is part of that. Um, the Scottish line, so you do have Glamis Castle, you've got Somerset falling under that. Um, so it, it's just, um, yeah, I'll just end it there. You've got a bunch of royal lines that are put together that make up the House of Wetton. Okay, the reason I wanted to establish that is for this next fun fact. Okay. She rules the House of Wetton's upper chamber with an iron fist and is likely responsible for the execution of dozens of Illuminati. The most recent executions are those of the three elite international bankers murdered in California of May 2018. By the way, I saw the post where she called for it. She called for it to be brutal and they absolutely lived up to the call. Yep. Well, the bankers didn't live up, but the people who did the job. Right. <laughs> wow. The job. So this is important to break down. This is part of, I've talked a little bit about who she is. Um, you know, she she's from the ancient bloodlines. So you know, I grew up, we knew she was, um, you know, the head of the green dragon family. So they're, the green dragons are over the north uh, quadrants, and she would be over the north internationally. Um, she's a grand high priestess, from what I've known. And, you know, I, I believe or speculate that out of the four grand high priestesses who run the quadrants internationally. I think that she's the one who oversees the others. So she's in a slightly higher position. Um, her, her husband, I knew more than I knew her. Um, he runs one of the six departments for the protector assassins. So that's where she gets a lot of the what we would call either the military power or, you know, I called it the protector assassin department. Um, they have individuals, pretty much their own army who, you know, do their bidding. So, you know, for her to call for assassinations and then for it to be done, that is not an uncommon thing to me. <laughs> so this is, this is like no problem for her. Right. She's doing her job, you know, <laughs> she's, the, the there was a reason she called for their assassination um you know and she saw that through that uh people who were not faithful to the system um that she she took care of them so so listen to this statement this backs up what you just said belanoff has made it very clear recently that she considers groups such as the bilderbergs Council on Foreign Relations, Trilateral Commission, etc., to hold a lower position in the cabal than those born into nobility. She refers to these lesser Illuminati members as grubby downstairs staff in 
inferior rank and intellect, common sense and breeding. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like her. <laughs> you have met her on the Jesse. I, I met her a couple times briefly. Yes. <laughs> okay, and, and by the way, really little when that happened. Um, I think I believe it was in nineteen early nineteen eighty two, so spring of nineteen eighty two. And so, can you tell us about that meeting? Um, yeah, I don't I don't have full memories, but I know we were there um, in that area. Um, I'm trying to think with uh, um, when exactly I was at the house. That might have been in the fall of 1982, but I was learning at first how to, how those departments ran, um, who was in charge of the different protector departments that I could work with and call on. So, you know, I got to go to um, what I call the pack house and that's where, that's the major headquarters for the wolves, um, which is the department that Somerset's husband oversees. Um, so that was interesting. And, um, you know, I remember being what I would call the basement or tunnel areas in the castle. And I remember that, you know, there was a room that, um, was Vlad's that he, um, what do you call them? Trophies. He, he did a lot of animal hunting. So there was a room that was filled wall to wall with, uh, with different animal heads. And that was like the first time, you know, I had a, um, a relative that was a major hunter for grizzly bears. So I grew up with, you know, the trophies on the walls and, you know, the deer, the bear. Um, but he had a lot of the exotic animals and I had never seen like real exotic animals. Um, so that was probably the most interesting thing. And then they do have a chapel in the castle. And I was asked to light a candle in there. I did not. But I just remember it was very, to me, there was a lot of spiritual heaviness there. And I knew that was the place um, Somerset goes every morning and talks with Satan. Um, so it's, it was interesting. <laughs> is she as beautiful as they claim? She is a very beautiful woman. Yes. I will give her that. No. Hmm. So. Yeah. And, and I, I'll get into that a little bit more, but because you talked about the, the wolves and stuff, stuff like that, this next fun fact, she has been in the occult since a very early age, claims to have met the devil at Glamis Castle when she was a child and frankly was not impressed. Now I've actually seen more detailed reporting on this. So I'm gonna paraphrase it. But apparently when she was at a very young age, I believe about 12, the devil came to her and offered her the world similar to what he did to G with Jesus Christ. And she told him to take his silly trinkets away because she already had it. <laughs> a lot of pride 
Yeah, I would say. Right. <laughs> and there's also reports of her being so strong, even at the age of five and six in the occult and stuff like that. She was being trained by dead relatives, apparently, to play cards and shocked everyone. So who are her dead relatives? Well, she is the great granddaughter of Rasputin, the great, great granddaughter of Queen Victoria. Listen to this. Because of her position, she travels regularly to the Kremlin, the White House, and of course, Buckingham Palace. She arrives unannounced and without an invitation. And she is probably the only person in the world who does this. And she can just walk in and get an audience immediately. And we'll, we'll add to that 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 the travel does not need to be physical. So she literally can just physically manifest in a place and, and demands immediate attention. <laughs> so. Jesse, can you teach us how to do that? Because airports suck. I wish, I know, I wish I realized <laughs> that, but I can't. Because God has to give that power for it to exist. Right, right. And that's the whole thing is that the Lord has, it has to be his will for his purpose. Otherwise, it's it's basically witchcraft and divination and, you know, ask Lord, give us, give us teleportation. <laughs> give us it, Lord. I hate sitting in airports. And I, you know, before COVID, I traveled a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Philip, Philip in the Bible experienced some of this, you know, it says a, a whirlwind picked him up and took him and he landed in front of the Ethiopian and began to explain to him the scripture. So the Lord has used it at times, you know, both Daniel and John, that literally their spirit was called up, their bodies were left on earth and the Lord took him to the, to the seventh heaven, you know, that's right. That's so, right able to do it. it it's biblically proven but oh i think you're feeding into my uh that thing i've been working on oh, oh, oh i got some good ideas from that now i have to go back into the word okay so i'm going to read just three more quick fun facts then we're going to get to her message that came out just recently this month just after the election and this actually might these three points jesse might explain a little bit of the tone of this letter. And we're not going to lead, read the entire letter to you, ladies and gentlemen, because it's long. It's really long. And I just think some of the decode that we're going to do from this is going to be, you know, really fascinating. Okay. She was the driving force behind the rise of Mikhail Gorbachev in the Soviet Union and the ultimate fall of the Soviet Communist Party. She refers to international communism as a filthy cabal full of incompetent lazy dogs who should be thrown from the castle walls at our earliest convenience. She ordered Barack Obama to bring down the government of Muammar Gaddafi and told him to be sure that the dictator would be shot in the street like a dog. 
that all happened. Yep, you can look it up and find it in the news. So just to, just before we transition, I want to add a couple other fun things that I found about her. So when she was in the 70s, and by the way, Somerset, if you get this, we're nice people and we're not we're not saying bad stuff about you. <laughs> we, we might serve a different God. Hopefully you uh, we'll pray for you that uh, you come to our God, but uh, we're nice people. <laughs> Not that that matters. So fun fact, she was a socialite in the 70s and she was frequently seen around town in London and stuff like that. And she used to be very good friends with the guy who pretty much got me into the occult as a young person and my guitar hero, Jimmy Page. Now, Jimmy Page actually ended up buying Aleister Crowley's castle and living in it. His suits that he wore on stage were basically mimics of the the uh, the garb that Aleister Crowley would wear. Mm -hmm. uh, Jimmy Page was very powerful. They became the biggest band in the world. They outsold everybody. Um, tragic story behind them as well. But Jimmy Page, not only with the Aleister Crowley stuff, but he openly came out and said he was part of the Golden Dawn and looking into it heavily in the occult. And apparently he used to sit there with Somerset and they would play games to see who was stronger in the magics. Now, the, and by the way, the infamous song Stairway to Heaven is apparently about her. She was known as the May Queen. And that song kind of went big, <laughs> apparently. So I, I could do, I could tell you a lot of stuff about Led Zeppelin and the tragedy and, you know, uh, the, the children of Robert Plant uh, dying and things like that. Uh, there, there's a whole bunch of stuff that we could speculate about, but let me get into her website, and this is where we'll get into her letter. So I'll just say what her website is. It's called glamouscalling.org. It used to be uh, Bohemian Grove, but it's Glamis Calling. And they realize now, I've been following this for a while, before it was just heavily coded, kind of like the Cucumber Club does. They wrote in code and only certain people would be able to understand it. They recognize that many more people are coming to the site and they're actually putting less code in there. Uh, but so it's glamis, G-L-A-M-M-I-S, calling.org. And right on the home page, there's a very short note from her, which I will read to you because it's important. And then we'll get into the letter. Welcome to the information portal. This site serves as the official external communication vehicle for the World Governing Council and the Wetton Upper Chamber. I wish I could do an English accent. It would be so much more impressive. If you've been directed here, I could, but I don't want to try it. I have to practice. We'll try it. Try it. <laughs> If you've been directed, I can't. If you've been directed here for instruction, note that most messages are intentionally obscure. Audio files are up to date as of March 2019. Let's see, I can't hold on to it. And underlying messages alternate between 
Testchel and Tanager nodes. If you have difficulty understanding, <laughs> I can't listen to you laughing at me. You have... no, no, no. I'm liking it. Go ahead. Keep going. It makes it so much better. <laughs> if you have difficulty understanding a particular message, you may reach out to Luxembourg Cathedral on node nine of the forgotten frequency. After authentication, you may receive additional instruction in the upper chamber, we often say. Debate is required. Respectful dissent is allowed. And betrayal is death. Delegates and electors must bear this in mind whilst reading the instructions written herein. By the time information is posted here, the debate is over and dissent has been noted. Best regards, Somerset Belenoff. It was jolly good. <laughs> jolly good, jolly good. And by the way, to, to my great Brit friends and people around the world, I apologize. That that was brutal. But you can you can leave a comment back to me in an American accent and equally <laughs> mock us. You're more than welcome. I'll play it on air. <laughs> well, so you know the the messages actually even start here in this first um, you know information um, thing that she put up. Um, so it helps people to understand. You know, when she talks about, you Luxembourg. know, first she says, yeah, well, I'm going to go before that even. She says, you've been, you've been directed here for instruction. So everything that is on this site must be viewed in that light with those intentions that every message she sends out is giving instructions. Um who are the instructions from? The instructions are going to be coming down from the World Governing Council and the Upper Chamber Councils. And, you know, it's really not intended for those who are not in the Illuminati system, but they are picking up that more people now are coming and watching. So they, the codes are going to be getting more difficult and harder so she tells the individuals for the instructions, you know, that um, the other places besides this website where the instructions will be given are, will alternate between Kestrel and Tanager nodes. Now a node is a, a communication channel. So, um, you know, Kestrel is connected to Bolt Castle, which is out of um, Alexandria Bay, New York. And Tanager um, is connected to Berg Elts, which is in Germany. Um, so those are the other places where these are gonna be coming out. And oh, then just 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 one second, Jesse. Bolt Castle, you know what waterways and that it's connected to? Yeah, the Great Lakes. But it this is directly and above the area Seneca that we just did about Hunter Biden. Right, the Finger Lakes as well, yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt there, but they just, wow. More, I have more stuff on the Finger Lakes and Red Cross. Mm. There we go. That's so, another day. So, um, 
so that's these are the places where you can get the messages either from this web, website from Kestrel or Tanager nodes. Then she says, if you need to reach out, you can reach out through Luxembourg Cathedral on node nine of the Forgotten Frequency. Now, Forgotten Frequency is kind of like the name of the channels. So like if you had a, a radio, the radio is going to be called the Forgotten Frequency, but then the different channels are called, you know, each have a node name. Um, a lot of people forget about Luxembourg Cathedral. So this was, I'm going to go into a little backstory here because it's really interesting. Um, you mentioned, Jeff, that she um, owns and oversees Bohemian Grove. Well, when Bohemian Grove closed its public doors in April of 2018, um, Somerset put up a message on Bohemian website and it directed people that if they had questions about Bohemian Grove, to contact Luxembourg Cathedral on node nine. Now, what's interesting about that is that the uh, that Luxembourg Cathedral is the original name for Notre Dame in France. So you have to think why in the world are the Illuminati having people who have questions about Bohemian Grove contacting the Catholic Cathedral of Notre Dame in France. That question would come up in my mind. <laughs> you know, you just gotta ask the questions. It gets kind of interesting, but it, it shows the connections that, you know, this system, it is connected to the Masonic, to the Jesuit Catholic. Um, all of these churches and cathedrals have been places that um, the Illuminati just openly and freely use. So, that's what I wanted to point out about that first part before we get into the newest message. Um, and, is there anything else you wanted to say there? Well, so the newest message is, is written right after the election. And it, I'll just say right now, it starts off, the header is, my dear ones in the United States. And mm -hmm. to me, a general impression of this is she's sympathizing with Trump voters. You'd it's like kind of like a love letter, to be honest. Like she comes <laughs> off as a really super nice person in this letter. And by the way, just it, I've seen some great decodes and I want to give credit where credit is due. The channel is down now due to censorship, but uh, there's a, a channel called Deception Bites who did a great, great decode on this. It took about three hours. Um, but this, this, like the codes that come out of this website, she's literally steering U.S. Millet naval fleets off of their mission. No, she's telling the admirals, no, turn the boat, go this way. And they do like that. That's how much, you know, uh, you, well, listen, the, the three heads, you know, are literally the Vatican, London and the Pentagon, you know, uh, so keep that in mind. But this is really interesting. Jesse, you, well, read and talk about what you like in this. Well, I don't know if it's what I like, but I'm just going to, but I <laughs> <Good> see. <point. laughs> yeah. So, so first off, you got to remember that um, the Illuminati has um, individuals who are very high level, who are basically stuck here in the United States. Um, 
Trump closed off a lot of the international travel and the easy access for that um, several ways. Um, a lot of these higher level members, you know, they they have so many ways of travel, but some of the easiest ways for them, you know, they did use the seven, I think they're 757 plane, Boeing planes. We know that Trump put out a while back that those planes were grounded. They weren't allowed to be used anymore. Um, they've been monitoring more the private jets and planes. So, um, and then they, you know, with their monitoring of the water, the boats, the, the super yachts, the ports, what's coming in, what's coming out from other countries. Um, it's been really hard for the, for the high level elite um, who are here in the United States to leave. So, you know, what I really believe or who I believe this is really to is to those high level individuals who are in the United States. And you know that because she calls them her dear ones. You know, just from your uh, one of the statements um, that you made earlier, and I would concur, Somerset has no loyalty to people that are not of the, the same ancient bloodline. Um, she's very particular about that and really considers everybody else garbage and not worth investing to. So why would she call the general public, uh, you know, or people who are supporting Trump in America, dear ones, you know, she wouldn't. So she's talking to, you know, the elite, the people who are part of this system. And, you know, she doesn't want, she wants people to believe this is for the general patriots and public. So that's some of the terminology she uses to throw people off so that um, when you see that you're reading this letter at, at the surface level, you're taking it just as it is, which, you know, what it says at surface level is that, you know, people have been reading these blogs and they've been commenting and asking for help, asking her to help save them. And she's heard that and we're all people, we all matter. And, you know, of course, we're all working together to survive. And she's telling them to hang in tight and even ends it with, you know, yours forever, Somerset. Um, so it seems like, you know, a nice letter. She even throws God in there a few times. You know what, Jesse, I'm just looking at it. I'm looking at the time. I think we should read it. And I, I just said on yesterday's broadcast that we don't read all these things. But well, I was going to read part by part as I decode it. If that's yeah, okay. so I'll tell you what, why don't I, I'll read the first section up till a brief history of us. And then if you could read that section, and then we'll just go and do a quick decode on it. How does that sound? That way they people have it in context. Because uh, it's not as long as I thought as I read it. So I'll, I'll start out. Uh, so my dear ones in the United States, I'm posting this as a general response to a multitude of messages coming from patriots in the U.S. requesting assistance in what is turbulent and very difficult time. First, I know my heart and prayers are with you. My post, I send my heartfelt love and support for I feel as you feel. The trouble within your soul resonates across all frequencies and is the most fervent desire to send you hope and comfort. You are not alone. Many who have written have asked that we intervene, save us, 
is a common refrain that arises from the messages left in the private comment section of this blog. In many ways, I wish it were possible to intervene and crush the enemies of freedom. But it is precisely because of your freedom I cannot, and I'll try to explain, so please bear with me as I fumble through what a truthfully very complex issue. It is not just a legal issue, it's a spiritual issue that involves, well, family, yours, mine, ours. We have a unique relationship with the U.S. due to our shared history. It is a deep history that extends to a time much earlier than your American Revolution. I know I'm using a highly charged term here, but those who seek will understand. I'm speaking of the ancient shared bloodlines that bind us together. The people of the United States, England, Scotland, Wales, Ireland, and Northern Ireland. Now, I, of all people, am well aware of the term ancient bloodlines conjures up. The worst possible images of Illuminati reptilian despots bent on world domination, or families that share demonic entity as a common progenitor that is not what ancient bloodlines really means. I speak plainly to you and tell you that these negative in images are a perversion of our sacred, shared, and very ancient bloodlines. Yours and mine, we must reclaim that term and use it openly. For the last causes to be written, stories about our malignant characters who are related by blood and who work in secret to bring about the enslavement of the common man. These authors who are not part of our family, yours and mine, designed these stories for a very specific purpose of distracting you from the truth of our shared bloodlines. Certainly there have been despots in our family tree and of some ancestors, we are not proud. But it is time you knew the truth about our shared past. You probably heard that most of the past presidents of the United States have been related to one another. I believe Martin Van Buren is, actually, is usually noted as the only exception to this rule. While that's true, there's much, much more to the story and it's a story that prevents us from interfering in your political manners all right you want to go from there sure. or you let me go from there so so in this um you know a, a lot of that language tells me that she's talking to these elite who are reaching out to her saying, you know, it's your duty to help us. Why is it her duty? Um, because her husband does run a major section of the protect her assassin departments, you know, so what did these Illuminati want? They want protection. They want help. They want to get out 
of the of the country because um you know their freedom is at stake but it's not freedom in the sense that we're speaking you know they're they're looking at possibly getting arrest arrested getting found out um so you know she's addressing you know that that this issue of helping or saving them that it's not a legal issue you know that if there was something legal she could maybe help out with that but but she gets to the core that this is a spiritual issue um, with the families but more importantly with god and i really think that that's the key there is that the lord is you know not allowing or giving the permission for these people to leave the united states or for her to help um we've talked about how satan has to go before the throne to get permission for everything that he does um so her hands are kind of tied here she can't just come in with blazing guns and help these people out um so when she's talking to patriots she's not talking to you and me she's right. talking about the people who are subject because remember this is instruction right this is instruction right. to she's talking to a very specific audience but what was noteworthy in the fun facts is that she hates communism. So she's not a Joe Biden fan. <laughs> and neither am I. Somerset, we can agree. <laughs> Don't <Right>? kill us. <laughs> um, but so she goes into, you know, starts to break down this spiritual issue. And she goes to the land, to the United States and the history of the United States. And, you know, it goes before the American Revolution where you had two, you know, two different groups of people fighting um, within the United States for control. And she's saying it goes much deeper than that. Um, I do find it interesting that she uses the word highly charged term and she says, those who seek will understand. Okay, so highly charged, that's a that's a military term. You know, it's used when you're gonna detonate something. Um, a lot of times that was used when they were building the old mines and the railroads, or they were like, you know, building railroads or roads through the mountains. Okay, so, to me, when I hear that term highly charged, I think of, of passages through hard rock. Okay. Um, so, you know, she's, I think that this is really where this is turning. And she says that those who seek will understand. So she's telling you that there's a deeper meaning to all of this than what is just written at the surface level. And um, you know, she's talking about ancient things that were shared among the bloodlines. So we're talking, you know, things that aren't common knowledge to most people. Um, what, what do you think about the part where she says it's not about Illuminati and reptilians and, and stuff like that? That was a really interesting part. There, yeah, Jesse. that's very interesting. Um, yeah, she, you know, one, they don't call themselves reptilian. Um, they are of the dragon bloodlines, which is where people get that term reptilian. 
And she does use, you know, it's interesting that she even shows that there are familiar spirits that are generationally passed down. So she's like, it's not a matter about the reptilian bloodline. It's not a matter about, you know, the spirit that we've all received. This goes even deeper than that. Um, so I'm trying to think how to explain this. Um, when you've got, you're talking levels, reptilians in that world would be viewed as, you know, you've got these spirits that are on the actual earth surface and they can, you know, possess people, they can take human form. The generational spirits are going to be considered in the realms below that. And what she's getting at is that there's a realm even deeper in the middle of the earth and that's what she's talking about, the ancient bloodlines, the dragons come out of the center of the earth. So that's what she's alluding to. The center of the earth. Hmm. Is that where hell is? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not? No. Now, this is, I, I got to give a disclaimer here because this is not your flat earth center, normal center of the earth theories. Um, you know, this is their understanding of the world that's below. They, they literally have built worlds below and we've started to bring out, you know, in conversations, the tunnel systems. And I've talked about, you know, You've got your above ground, and then below that, you've got the tunnels that the cities use for, you know, uh, water, for electricity, for running cable, internet, all of that stuff. Um, is there an Emerald City? There is. Where does that sound familiar from? Yes, the land of Oz. <laughs> and there's a little tiny dude behind the curtain. Yeah, the wizard. Mm. They've been telling you folks all along. They've been telling you folks all along. What do they do for light down there? All artificial? No. You want to expand? <laughs> um, the, you know, there are... The easiest way to explain it is even when people have gone into caves, that there are natural things that give light. So whether it's um, creatures like fi firefly type bugs, um, there's luminescence. Yeah, there's other luminescent creatures down there that help provide light. Um, there's also ways that they've set up. Um, ways to take sunlight but they would there's a lot of reflecting things that they do to get the light where they want it to go and, okay. and we won't talk about i mean yeah i guess well, I, I well, probably can't go much deeper but there are um there are other things with um some of its technology that takes the light 
um, or can create light from um, energy itself, like the test, like Tesla type energy. Um, so light can naturally be created just from what's down there. And, and let's not forget. So, and by the way, this is just my particular thoughts. Other people think differently, but you know, these little uh, funny UFOs that go around and stuff like that. I firmly believe that is, they're not extraterrestrial. I think they were cast out of heaven and put here and they are very advanced in their technology. They, they know a lot of stuff. So why don't I do, I'll read the next section of the letter, Jesse, because this is the part where I think you're really going to shine here. Um, and then I'll stop and we'll decode this part. Or did you finish with the first section? Um, let me see. Um, yeah, I think that's, yeah, I think, I, I think you went pretty deep, like actually really deep, like under the earth deep. All right. Yeah. The next section is a brief history about us. Your ancestors founded a new branch of our family when they set across the Atlantic to settle in what would become the United States of America. Whether they were part of the great Puritan migration whose pioneers settled in present day New England or wherever they were settlers who were granted land from the northern neck of Virginia. Most of them ultimately descended from the great families. George Washington's ancestors were cousins of Diana Spencer's ancestors, and they lived on neighboring farms at Althorpe, the family seat of the Spencer family and the current home of Charles, the ninth Earl of Spencer. There's a lovely piece of furniture called the Washington chest, which was a gift from the Washingtons to their cousins, the Spencers. This post isn't about the famous people or presidents though. Unbeknownst to many Americans, their pioneer ancestors were carrying on bloodlines that could be traced to the time of William the Conqueror's arrival in England in 1066. Many of your ancestors traveled on William's warships on the journey from Normandy to Hastings. Mine did too. Our ancestors fought alongside William and were awarded land and titles in the aftermath of the conquest. You should do some research on this and I believe you'll discover a multitude of interesting lines. But continuing with our explanation of our shared connections, we are not machines. We are external beings with a soul and we are spiritually connected to one another. Families share both bloodline connection, which is up to a point can be measured by DNA tests. Also a spiritual connection, which, is, which our current science cannot measure. I told you this was a complex issue and I must admit, one that I find difficulty to articulate. I can feel it, and I can see some of it. I can convey you the image of extended spiderweb made of spiritual DNA that connects us. When one member vibrates, so do others. When your ancestors crossed the Atlantic, they extended both the physical and the spiritual web of our family. Though our shores may be miles apart, they are 
eternally connected to the mystic chords of memory, I humbly borrow the phrase from one of my heroes. If we go deeper in the story, we feel the resonance of God's intention to send people to found a nation based on his, capital H, principles. And I admit at this point in the story, I begin to lose my sight, for I'm not a prophet and I cannot pretend to know the will of God. I can only tell you what I intuitively feel within me, and I believe in the core of my being that the Almighty, capital A, inspired the migrations from my shores to yours, and he inspired your founders. No one can destroy from the outside what God has given as a gift. And for that reason, I hope that we will recover from the current setback. Wow. Yeah, so there's a lot of code in there. So we started to talk about the tunnel systems. Um, you know, she mentions earlier about the the family tree and and now she's talking about, you know, the ancestors founded a new branch of our family when they set out across the Atlantic to settle in the United States. So I think she's talking tunnel systems here that deeper than, you know, the tunnels that the systems that the dumb bases run on, um, deeper than the ones that the protectors use. Um, you know, she's talking this deeper system where they have this entire um, whole network and world going on. And she's naming precise locations in a coded way. Um, you know, talking about migration. So I think that she is telling them, hey, you know, we don't need to save you. I'm going to tell you where the access points to these deeper locations are in your country, and you can go there for safety. Um, so she tells them exactly where things are located, um, that that there's an entrance way in the northern neck of Virginia, um, you know, and, she, you know, that's her whole point of going into George Washington and the story about Diana Spencer's ancestors. Um, you know, why does she bring out the Spencers? Well, the Spencer company was major in that whole New England, Virginia area. Um, you know, they, so think about where those old companies are. Why is she bringing this out? Because, well, that's that's one of the gateways to get into the lower city. Um, so she's telling them exactly where these gateways are. Um, you know, even so to we the can't fact, intervene, but this is where you will find your safety. Right. And so like Deanna Spencer's ancestors and they lived on a na on neighboring farms, you know, so even, you know, she's telling you above ground indicators that are going to tell you the locations of um, where to find these things, uh, these entrance ways and stuff. And, and there's, you know, it even goes into details about, you know, the ninth Earl Spencer, he's got lovely pieces of furniture called the Washington chest, um, which was a gift from Washington, the Washingtons to their cousins. Um, 
So if I remember correctly, some of those buildings have some of those have pictures of some of those things that were painted. So you're going to be looking for pictures that have the pictures of Washington's chest or him giving that to the Spencer family. Um, and around that area is where that entrance is going to be that they need to access. Um, and, you know, it's funny. I love that she's like unbeknownst to many Americans, <laughs> their pioneer ancestors were carrying on bloodlines that can be traced to the time of William the Conqueror's arrival in England in 1066. Many of your ancestors traveled on William's warships on the journey from Normandy to Hastings. Mine did too. Okay, so, you know, she's bringing out that point that I think that that's brought out because she's telling him that the tunnels extend below the ocean, below the uh, land that's under the ocean. So she's saying that there is extensions from England to the United States. Um, and she said, you should do some research on this. I believe you'll discover a multitude of interesting lines. Wow. So I, I, I knew there was something about this Washington chest and stuff like that. What about 1066? Does that bring up anything? Like there could be something well, as yeah, I, address, I, or yeah, I believe that it's it's uh it's it's a number code. So you know, she's telling them which one is going to lead to England, which of those lines. Um, so I I believe that the tunnels are labeled by the years that they were built and who built them. So or they had major connections with people who crossed over. So, you know, my my guess is that the, the tunnel's name is William the Conqueror 1066. And that's the line that they're going to follow. And that's going to take them um, from Hastings to Normandy once they're in there. So she she's giving them specific directions. This is like a map. It's information. Hey. And by the way, if you're skeptical and you don't think, you know, back a, a thousand years ago, they didn't have the technology to do this. They absolutely did have the technology to do this. Oh, yeah. And you know, it's just all been hidden from us. Right. And some of the further language, you know, that's key, keywords to pick up. She she talks about the extended spider web. Um, that's what the tunnel system really is like. It's like a massive spider web, but it is very, you know, you think of a spider web, it's very coordinated. You have lines that go vertically, um, you know, plus you've got lines that go horizontally. So that's the way the tunnel systems are built. Um, they go, you know, in one of those two directions. Um, and Jesse, she highlighted, I didn't say this when I, when I read the paragraph, but this one sentence in the middle is in bold. And it says, when your ancestors crossed the Atlantic, they extended both physical and spiritual web of our family. Why would that be bold? Well, she only has a few other things that are bolded. The first word 
in all of this that's bolded is people. So what's bolded, it would sit, read people, a brief history of us. And it says, when your ancestors crossed the Atlantic, they extended both the physical and the spiritual web of our family. So what does that mean for the Wenton um, Glamis Castle's relationship to the U.S.? That's what's bolded. Mm. So what is she really telling them is that everything's connected um, physically as well as, so these, you know, we also call them ley lines, but you've got the physical tunnels that connect everything, but you also have spiritual tunnels as well. So that's, like, that's what I'm seeing. Yep. So she's giving directions for both. Um, and they're connected by the mystic cords of memory, which is italicized. She is apparently quoting, but she says she's quoting it from one of her heroes. So this again is directions. Right. So, so it's access points. How do you, how do you connect with the mystic cord? Um, she's telling you, the key word there is the hero, William the Conqueror, Washington. So these are going to be access codes to um, those gates. When you um, enter them, they all operate by songs. They can, some of them can be operated by words. Um, so she's even giving them the words you know, Washington is going to be the first access code. Uh, William, um, what was the full one there? William the Conqueror is going to be the second. Um, so, you know, and she, it, she gives the Lord the credit for this, you know, she says, but again, it, I don't believe it's our God. But she says, no one can destroy from the outside what God has given as a gift. Okay, so she's saying that all of this territory that is below the surface, nobody who's above the surface on the outside is going to be able to destroy their this deep, deep, deep tunnel system and world that they have underground you know, that was given to them as a gift. And, you know, I think her statement, I hope we will recover from this current setback. You know, she's just seeing it as a setback. She's really saying, you know, we'll, we'll recover. This is minor. Um, so I had a little bit of a different interpretation of that. And it doesn't mean both could be correct or you could be correct. I could be wrong, which would not be uncommon especially in this realm. But Are you actually going to admit you might be wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Jesse, so I know the who's right, he's right thing. That's kind of funny. I'm willing to say on record, I know nothing and I can prove it. Okay. All right. As long as we can so, agree, but go ahead. <laughs> but Listen, no, I, I, I think she's actually 
being truthful here um, about God Almighty. Listen, even even Satan has to admit God Almighty is, is has the supreme control. And you know, I've, I've been listening, and I'm probably interpreting it this way because I've been really pouring into like Kim Clement's prophecies and listening over and over. And it's actually been building my faith through this time. And I think that, you know, America really is God's gift to the world. And I believe that it is going to bring in the next harvest. And I, I think, I think in some ways she's saying to, you know, in context of who she's speaking to, she's saying, look, you know, you're not going to be able to stop what's coming, <laughs> you know, for, so maybe, you know, you better get down there sort of thing. Um, you know, otherwise it's not going to end well for you. Uh, although she claims not to be a prophet or anything, but that's just the way that I felt when I read that. That's just yeah, a few. It could be taken that way, you know, the urgency <clears throat> to take shelter, um, you know, but that implies that she knows that there's going to, that things are going to get much worse, you know? Yeah. So let me finish off the letter here. There's a, well, about the same length as the last section. It's not too bad, but then, uh, I, I, by the way, uh, Patriots, I, I think this, this episode is just really pertinent to our time right now. Like today where we sit in the, in the whole global scheme of things this is really speaking to it and i think jesse's decode on this has just been phenomenal so far so the the heading in bold is what does this mean for the wgc's relationship to the u.s question mark in past times global actors working from the council over which i now preside enjoyed almost unfair fettered access and influence to social, economic, and political affairs in U.S., just as many other countries throughout the world. When I was elected to the position of Director General, I was determined to implement changes that would be set for the United States apart with regard to global influence. I authorized new rules for the council, and many of these rules are informed by an understanding of our shared history, both spiritual and temporal. Put simply, the House of Wetton is bound to certain inviolable rules, and the foremost of these that we must respect the sovereignty of the United States. The World Governing Council is forbidden by its own charter from taking any action within the U.S. or of its territories. As I am the author of this particular rule, I find myself caught in my own trap, but I hope you see the rule was implemented to protect the sacred sovereignty of your great nation. Family first. When we encounter enemies of freedom in areas outside the U.S., we have influence, we exercise it with enthusiasm. But when dealing with your citizens, we must always err on the side of respect and, I dare say, reverence. Some of you have noted my missive to the SCOTUS in February of 2018, has a tone much different from many of my other posts in this blog. And you have asked why we approach your law lords with more respectful tone than we used in communicating with other world leaders. It is specifically because of the unique relationship. 
when the council speaks to U.S. leaders, we speak as equals. In closing, I feel the hurt that you feel and I share your worries. I also shed tears at this time, but I know you have endured much worse than this and I promise it will pass. You will know great joy for there is something that works within you that cannot be usurped. I have faith in God is with you always. You must also never forget those who voted against you and are also of God's creation. In the same way you struggle with living in a divided nation, they also struggle in a time and will grow and learn. We cannot hate a child because she doesn't understand. And I even, in our hurt and anger, we are not supposed to hate our enemies. So I urged you to love. I hear the gears working in your heads, and you are correct. I am aware of my reputation precedes me, and I am guilty of past deeds of great wrath. But through those who have been a light unto me, I do try to do better. As always, I send my love and heartfelt affection. Even yours, ever yours, Somerset. <laughs> yeah, I really don't feel this as a love letter, but <laughs> <laughs> she's been guilty of wrath in the past. <laughs> right. So what's interesting about this section is, as I said, um, each of the gates have access points. So she's bringing them, you know, from the U.S. and now they're getting into other territory and um, quite a few times she brings out the word, the word that deals with tones. And so when you think of tones, you have harmonics, you have resonance, you have frequency. So all of that, she's, she's reminding them of the operation and, and what is needed to get through the gate Um so one of the tones, I think she has them refer back to um, what she said to them or said to SCOTUS in February, 2018. And I think that that may be one of the tones or, you know, she says a respectful tone. People are gonna think that that's just talking about language, but it, it's really not. Um, You've got down below, one of the things that um, the Illuminati, I've talked about, they have to do the quotas. And one of the quotas includes meditation. And the first meditations that they learn are the tonal meditations. So they will meditate on the sounds, Om, Ma, and Ra. Um, so it's interesting in here too, that she has a spelling mistake. Um, it's what in that last paragraph, in the paragraph, starting with in closing, if you go one, two, three, four lines up where she, at the very end of that fourth line up, she says, we not supposed to hate our enemies. She's missing the word are, um, and 
what does the R imply there? I think that's the tonal code for the Om Omara. So she's telling him it's going to resonate off of the tone of Ra, um, <clears throat> which tonals use different parts of the body for resonation. So she's giving them all of that to access all of those things. Um, so that's where does Ra resonate? The sound of Ra resonates in the chest cavity. It's more of a deeper chest sound when you say it and you prolong it. Like if you're just like almost like humming or chanting that sound, it's going to resonate in that chest area. Um, so it, it, it's interesting. The, those are some of my things about what I believe that that she's saying. So um, I think she is directing them all down to the Emerald City, um, that that's going to be their safe place and they're going to reconvene down there um, as things happen. But um, So, Jesse, okay, where I always like to go with this podcast, as you know, is what positive can our audience take from this? Is there an action that is, can we learn something from this podcast to you know, get people to pray a certain way, or get people to do something in particular that, you know, will help our cause, which is you know the redemption of the United States and and the rest of the world by default. Really, and this is about yeah. this is a world thing, not just a U.S. thing. But is there is there something we can take from this broadcast as an action item? Definitely. Um, you know, I think the first thing is we have to remember two things. One, the power of God. And secondly, that we are in an act of war with God's age-old enemy, Satan, and his army. And, you know, this is an information site. that They've got coded comms going through one another. They're making a plan. Um, we've clearly, you know, just stated that that plan includes that they may go into deeper underground tunnel systems. So, you this know, the Brennans, the Clappers, right? You know. But the power of God is not too short. And, you know, we don't have to have access to these tunnels in order to stop them in their flight. Um, you know, we're able to pray. We can ask the Lord. You know, I, I was thinking of verses when I think of the earth and stuff, there's verses where the Lord says, you know, your, your wickedness has heaped up before me and I'm tired of it. And the land is going to spew you forth. And so we can pray things like that. You know, Lord, let your justice come. Let it literally, let the earth upheave the wickedness. Let it spew it out that they cannot go into these deeper systems and be hidden anymore. It's time for judgment. It's time for righteousness to reign. Um, you know, we have the authority. The Lord's word says that if we have the faith of a small little mustard seed that we can move the mountains we can say to this mountain you know move from this place to over there so if we know that they're going into these other systems you know we can say okay lord i'm going to ask that you know you know all the secret entrance ways that are through these mountains into the tunnels through 
wherever, but we're going to ask, Lord, that you close those doorways to them, whether they're spiritual doorways, whether they're actual physical doorways, close them up, Jesus. You know, they don't get any tunnel access. They don't get to go to, to Middle Earth to hang out anymore. Um, you know, we're asking that you completely put a stop to their flight and that they have nowhere to go, that they realize and they witness the power of God and the power that and authority that we have in Christ Jesus as the sons of God, that we are the heirs of the earth. The Lord's given it to us, not to them. You know, they declined it when they or when they declined to follow Christ, they lost out on their right. Amen. That was a prayer right there. It wasn't just instruction. That was a prayer. And I pray that alongside with you. Jesse, the, what is so exciting to me when, when we get into shows like this, there's nothing I enjoy, like literally one of my favorite things is using the weapons that have been forged against us, against them, but doing it with power. Right. And, you know, back in 2010, I, I took a, you know, a bunch of, you know, music that was secular and I turned it into this glory, uh, you know, I wrote a musical and this musical, you know, brought many people to Christ. And, you know, it, it was songs that would never be played in church because you had to show the ugliness of the world, but mm -hmm. you can use their tools. And, and in, this, in that particular case, music is a very powerful tool right and you know one of the most powerful weapons in fact for us uh, i firmly believe that it is our worship that knocks down the walls it's our worship that is that's our warfare you know mm -hmm. uh, praying to god and just begging him to do the same thing over and over i don't find nearly as powerful <laughs> as you know right. doing it in worship and so you know Let's let's in our togetherness, people. Let's let's improve our worship and let's get out there and let's uh, let's win this war. Let's win this war. God has taken care of us. He's given us another chance. I feel it in my bones, but yeah. you have to participate. Were you waiting for a response? <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was. Any last words, Jesse? No, I definitely, I will, ex I will second that and, you know, encourage people that, you know, God's word says that his kingdom comes in power. And this is the day, this is the time, this is the hour. You know, it says that all creation waits in hopeful expectation for the revealing of the sons of God. And we need to never forget that that's who we are. We are the sons of the living God. And all power and authority he's given to us that we might do his will and you know submit all things back under his feet so um i would just encourage you know encourage you that that we've got this you know we have everything that we need at our disposal to overcome the evil one and you know his word says that we do overcome the evil one by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony absolutely and and by so 
spend some time in the Psalms. The Psalms is really a foundation of worship. And if you want to follow along with me, in fact, maybe when we do a Sunday broadcast, we'll we'll do some Bible reading as well, Jesse. Um, yeah, you know, the, um, this actually would be a great place to put, um, you know, if you're if you're more audio orientated, um, Good Dog and Buttercup have a great project, the Psalm Project. Um, I link that a lot on my Twitter page. Um, you can also find it find it under Good um, Good Dog. What is it at dot Good Dog Dash USA dot com. The right. Psalm Project. It, it really is fantastic. It, it's amazing. I I listen to a Psalm every morning. Um, but that's a great place if you struggle to be in the Word and you're more audio. Um, you know, just play a couple of those songs every morning or morning at night. It, it really will give you a lot to think about. I wake up to, uh, well, right now, it, so I, I've got this kind of music system through my house. Being in audio all my life, I've got a, you know, a pretty decent stereo gear. And uh, anyways, I, I wake up to Southern Gospel now. And it's just pumping, you know, it's, I love it. It just sets such a good tone. But what a great show, Jesse. Listen, in the listening audience, please like, subscribe, and share. I hate asking for stuff like that. At least I'm not asking for money yet. No, I'm kidding. Uh, and don't forget to go to Jesse's website, illuminatethedarkness.com, and illuminate your mind. Until next time. Please remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community. Who's right? Who's right? He's right. Right on radio. Right on radio.